0: Good morning and a very welcome to CFTRI's very own Thali Tales, the 4th Audio Digest. Tales brings you useful information on nutrition, food research, hygiene and food safety. Brought to you every fortnight by CSIR Central Food Technological Research Institute, Mysuru. Volume number 1 and issue number 12, 2nd August 2019. This Thali Tail package brings you to fat, fat in food, and salt. So common, yet so strange. And what to do with the spent cooking oil? An interview with Dr. Anjan Rai, Director, Indian Institute of Petroleum, Dehradun.
1: Fat, A FAD IN FOOD A blob of ghee, a spray of salad oil or a garnishing of mustard oil is all one needs to make a food taste different. That is how important fat is in a food. For many, a good food means a fat-free, low-calorie food. Many are scared of the cholesterol that is present in fats and oils. But then, are all fats so bad? Should we avoid them all? Answers to these questions are not easy. But that fat and oils are an essential part of all the diet is a fact. What are oils and fats? For chemists, oils and fats are triacylglycerols. To put it simply, they are molecules made up of 3 fatty acids hanging along to 3 hydroxide units of a glycerol moiety whether it is smooth cheesy butter smelly sticky lard or the greasy slippery oil all fats and oils are finally only this three fatty acids attached to three parts of one glycerol molecule the variety of oils and fats happens because of the different types of fatty acids or the size of those fatty acids Fatty acids are again molecules made up of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen and a bit of sulphur. The number of carbon atoms is what determines the nature of the fat. The more the number of carbon atoms, longer is the fatty acid. Sometimes, shorter chains of carbon atoms may be sticking out of a long backbone. Again, the length of the chain and their number on the backbone determines the nature of the oil and the fat. For example, butter is mainly made up of butyric acid. Did you know that although we are very shy of using fats, it is the best part of the food for obtaining energy? Yes, of course. Fats provide the maximum amount of energy per gram of food. That is, if we consume 1 gram of oil, 1 gram of sugar and 1 gram of protein, we get 9 kilocalories of energy from fat 4 kilocalories from sugar and about 3.8 from proteins that is the reason why even a spoonful of extra ghee can add more weight to our body than a cupful of protein if we carefully separate different substances in our body and weigh them almost 60 percent of it is plain water of the rest 34% would be fat and protein and the remaining 6% will be from calcium in our bones and sugar in the form of glycogen. Essentially, fat is the form in which our body stores energy for later use. The more energy we consume, the more fat is stored. A man who weighs 100 kgs would have more fat than protein and hence the worry about consumption of fats and oils. So, you ask how much fat do we need every day? Well, even the hardest working person needs just about 2500 kilocalories of energy in a day. That works to around 500 grams of sugar or about 100 grams of fat. But a food need it not just in fat or sugar or protein. Since our body needs are all the three, It is prudent to have a diet that is a judicious mix of all of them. So, there is wisdom in eating less fat or oily foods. Abstaining from fat is neither advisable nor feasible, for fats are also obtained from other foods. Even the foods that we consider to be fat-free, such as green leafy vegetables, have some oil in them. Of course, foods from animal origin like milk, egg, fish and meat have more fat. Which fat is better? Ghee or oil? Vanaspati or margarine? The choices are difficult, though the number of oils and fats that we consume can be counted on fingers. There are only 17 oils and fats that humans consume. They are milk fats, egg, fish oil and lard from animal sources. Canola, sunflower, olive, coconut, sesame, rape, cotton seed and a few others are from the plant sources. Some of these are used in cooking for frying while some are used directly as salad oils. What we use and how we use them also matters. Fats are essential because they also form the raw material for the production of hormones in our body. Besides storage, a large number of hormones are made up from fats broken down by the body. The question of fats being a fad or food remains just that, a question.
0: Salt, so common yet so strange. You must have heard the story of King Lear and his three daughters or other versions of it in your language. The youngest of King's three daughters is cursed by him and sent to oblivion because she said she loved him as much as salt. Yes, salt as metaphor for love does not sound nice. But did you know, salt is indeed the essence of life. All life activities happen in salty solution, which scientists call as cytoplasm. Without salt, life could stand still. Surprised? Don't be. Salt is so common that we take it for granted. In fact, we named it also as common salt, unlike other compounds of importance. Common salt is nothing but sodium chloride an innocuous substance that is made up of two of the most dangerous chemicals. The sodium is a very poisonous metal that can't even stay in our air without protection. Free sodium has to be kept under kerosene always. While the chlorine is a poisonous gas that can kill. Yet, sodium chloride is vital for our life as it is essential for every recipe. Have you ever wondered why there is no measures for salt in any recipe? While baking bread sugar is measured in cups, so is the flour. But salt, oh, please add to your taste or just a pinch of it. Yes, salt is not needed in copious amount. Just a tiny bit of it is enough. To give that taste of food. But how much does our body need? The World Health Organization says that human need roughly 10 grams of salt every day. And of every 10 gram that we may consume, only 4 gram are sodium and the rest are chlorine. It is the sodium that is very important for us. Take your blood Drain the water, burn the rest and what you get is just the salt. Yes, that is how Robert Boyle, the English chemist who discovered the all important relations between the temperature and pressure of gases, also found the importance of salt. In 1684, he found that the salt taste of the blood is due to the ash that is left over after burning the blood. The ash, he said, was similar to the salt in the sea water. Later, almost two centuries afterwards, Humphrey Devi found that the blood salt contained sodium. Biochemist says that almost the entire blood is replete with sodium ions or electrically charged sodium particles. Whole range of life activities or reaction from bacteria to the big mammoth hang between the fine balance among the sodium ions and the potassium ions. While potassium is thrown out, sodium is taken in. Several delicate and intricate mechanism has evolved to keep sodium in and potassium out. A lot of energy is spent on just keeping this balance within our cells and outside of it. The entire brain chemistry, for example, is an interplay of sodium and potassium ions. On the other hand, the muscle work hard by trying to keep a balance between calcium and sodium. To put it into perspective, we eat a lot of carbohydrates, protein and fat to keep a little salt out or in. What does sodium do in our body? A lot! Functions of important organs like brain, kidney or heart depend on the sodium balance. It is an indicator of thirst or how much water is lost by our body. Who needs salt? Well, everybody. But herbivores need more of it. It is seen in the wild that animals which eat only the plants often seek and lick salt from the cake mud. Carnivores hardly do it. Probably, the blood that they drink might provide the much needed salt. What about the salt in the kitchen? Well, it is also sodium chloride but a bit modified to help your use. The crystal salt is sodium chloride along with other salts that may be there in the salty water. In addition, to make the salt flow easily, a few more things are added. For example, potassium, Fluoroxynate is added to keep the salt from caking, which happens when there is a lot of moisture in air. In India, iodine is added to the salt to prevent the goiter which happens due to the deficiency of iodine in the diet. Doctors say this is the easiest way to deliver the critical iodine to the large population, but in a very small doses. How much salt should we consume in a day? The recommended dose is about 10 grams. That is just a spoonful. But the same tasty salt when in excess can be literally nauseating. Concentrated salt solution is usually given to those who have ingested poison foolishly or accidentally. It is also given to those who suffer sunstroke because of which their blood losses Water quickly and turns thick. For kids suffering diarrhea, salty oral rehydration solution is a quick fix. We get our salt not just from shakers on the table but also from the food on the plate. Several vegetables also provide salt. So the total salt that we eat may be more than those the amount sprinkled on the salad or measured in the recipe. For those who need less sodium, like the patient of hypertension or those with malfunctioning kidneys, eating a banana could be like pouring salt over the wound. That is some information about salt. How is salt manufactured and its history are altogether another story. Today there is a lot of concern about finding alternate energy resource or to extend the available fuel to meet the increasing demand. One of the idea is to prepare biodiesel from non-petroleum sources or vegetable oils. One easy resource is the used cooking oil from restaurants. Oils used for frying are not suitable for consumption. Those waste oil commonly are just thrown away. Is there a better use for them? Maybe. Here we have Professor Anjan Rai, Director, Indian Institute of Petroleum, giving us some ideas about used cooking oil.
2: Good morning. We are here with Dr. Anjan Ray, Director, Indian Institute of Petroleum, Dehradun. IAP, as it's familiarly known, has been working on all the fuels that we use for our daily life. And it's also doing something different. Like, for example, converting cooking oil into precious fuel. So, let's talk to Dr. Ray on how this is done and how important used cooking oil is. Doctor, welcome to Thali Tales. How precious is used cooking oil? Used cooking
3: oil has almost the same value as raw cooking oil. After we cook, normally only 20% of the oil goes in the food. The rest of it, it is thrown into the gutter, it is washed in the dishes and it goes to the environment and pollutes it. In large restaurants, sometimes the cooking oil is collected after frying samosas or fried foods and then it is sold to street vendors. Reusing of cooking oil causes a lot of diseases because the cooking oil picks up poisonous material as it is cooked and it can cause liver problems, kidney problems, heart problems, cancer and so on. So it is better not to reuse cooking oil more than two or three times. And it is then of great value after those two or three uses in making fuels.
2: Why can't we use cooking oil or used cooking oil directly in motor vehicles as fuel? The
3: used cooking oil contains a lot of contaminants which would spoil the motor vehicle engine. It is even fresh cooking oil cannot really be used in motor vehicles because it contains oxygen and phosphorus which can cause the vehicle pump to stick or the engine to rust. Used cooking oil has these properties in many fold worse uh, qualities. So it is necessary to convert the used cooking oil to a suitable fuel for motor vehicle or airplane use.
2: What do you mean by suitable fuel? Is it breaking down the large uh, molecules into smaller ones?
3: In the case of motor vehicles, it is only rearranging the molecules a little bit because the length of cooking oil is 16 to 18 carbon atoms, which is more or less the same as diesel. But if you want to make jet fuel, which is, 9 to 15 carbon atoms, then it has to be broken down by a special process which our institute has designed. Can we convert used cooking oil to fuel, how is it done? The easiest way to convert used cooking oil to fuel is to use um, the room temperature biodiesel process which has been patented by my Institute, CSIR Indian Institute of Petroleum. It is very easy to do, it can be done in a household or in a simple laboratory by adding two additives to the cooking oil one additive is a catalyst which helps make the change and one additive is a solvent which helps separate the layers after you add them you leave it for two hours and you form biodiesel as one layer and glycerin which is used for cosmetics and medicines as the other layer. The biodiesel is then used for cars or pumps or tractors or gensets and the glycerin is sold to the pharmaceutical or cosmetic
2: industry. You said that this can be done at a home. So at what scale? So how big should be the equipment and other things? For being economical,
3: we think about 50 litres per batch is a good size. So a community of 20 houses in a city or a village of 50 homes is probably okay. And even one decent sized hotel or four or five small restaurants is enough for one such uh, unit what is biodiesel how is it different from the diesel fuel diesel fuel is made from carbon and hydrogen and it is made from uh, petroleum so India imports a lot of crude oil and we refine it to make diesel biodiesel is chemically different it has about the same number of carbon atoms but it also has oxygen and it is uh, usable in normal engines To the tune of 10 or 20% mixed with diesel or it can be used directly in generator sets or in pumps even at 100%. They are just chemically different with somewhat different properties but usually they can be mixed and used normally.
2: Is there any suggestion for us people or housewives about using used cooking oil? I think
3: most housewives should be cautious about not reusing the same cooking oil too many times. It can cause all sorts of diseases as I mentioned before. After two or three uses, it should be put into a separate bottle and then there should be some community collection system to send it to a central biodiesel unit. In Deradun, where we are based, some uh, food oil companies, edible oil companies, are giving half a litre of fresh oil free for five litres of used oil collected.
2: Thank you, Dr. Ray. Thank you very much.
0: All. that was thali tales for this fortnight hope you realized it colleagueala sharma contributed the stories narration was by yours truly shabanur and kavya bhat <laughs> thali tales is a free magazine produced and distributed by csir cftri mysuru you can also freely share thali tales with anyone Listeners may send their queries and suggestions on food and related issues directly through WhatsApp to one two zero six one eight. You can also call the number 821 910 from Monday to Friday to ask questions. Thali teams will try to provide answers in subsequent issues. See you again next fortnight. Until then, bye bye and good day.